Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello and welcome to Crime Fighters. Drugs to cure, drugs to kill. Written by Mukoma Wangugi. This is the second episode, The Good Doctor. The three detectives Kalumba, Salamisha and Chokbank are investigating the death of 21-year-old Peter, who overdosed and was found with various drugs beside his bed. It is not yet clear whether he took them willingly or was murdered. After the detectives visited the house, they met Fuma, Peter's parents' houseboy, at a bar called The Lounge. He had something to tell them, but their conversation was interrupted. As soon as Fuma left for the bathroom, the bartender, the doorman, and a customer who'd been sitting at the bar drew guns and fired straight at our table. Chokbank immediately drew his gun and kicked over the table so we could duck behind it. I reached for my gun and took out the bartender. Salamisha shot the doorman, while Chokbank got the customer who'd been pretending to be drunk. Most of the other customers ran out when the shooting started. Those who remained were frozen in fear. When we came out from behind the table, the preacher man was still standing, trying to comfort a few shaken souls who'd sobered up in a hurry. Repent, my children. Repent. Walk to the Lord, for he has saved our lives. He has saved our lives, preserved us from the fate of the wretched, the thieves and murderers. Follow me to find your true salvation. Where's Fuma? Still hiding in the toilet. Alright, I'll go and check on him. Walk to the Lord, for he has saved our lives. Hmm, that preacher man, what a peculiar fellow. What are you trying to say? Well, consider the timing. He happened to show up just before the shooting happened. He could have provided the destruction. Salamisha, Chokman! Kalumba, are you okay? Kalumba! Where is he? Can you see him, Chokman? Kalumba! I'm okay. It's Fuma. He's dead. Shot twice. Twice through the heart. A professional killer. Must have happened during the commotion. Someone must have followed him here. Let's check to see if he has anything on him. No, don't touch him. We should get forensics here first. Right. There might be something that will lead us to his killer. It couldn't have been those three out here. His killer must have escaped to the other customers. Maybe there's some DNA. Perhaps he used the toilet. I, I agree. What was it Fuma said before he went to the toilet? That we should look around? The lounge itself is our lead. We need to go through everything here. Call and tell headquarters. Let forensics collect what they need, then we'll tear the place apart, plank by plank. We need to go through the books, find the patrons. The lounge is where we'll find the clues. In this dangerous situation, a number of things became clear to me. First, Peter's death was not a suicide. He was murdered. Second, we were going to find out who killed Peter. And third, I had a premonition that Salamisha, Chokbank and I were not all going to survive this. After forensics had dabbed around with their little sponges and cutted the bodies away, we ripped the place apart. It was when we pulled up the floorboards that we found them. All sorts of pills, some labeled for malaria, AIDS, tuberculosis. And then the hard drugs, cocaine and heroin. 
We estimated the street value at about 20 million Ketagu shillings, over $2 million. A call to headquarters quickly established that the owner of the lounge was one Dr. James Kamkuta, a respected surgeon who shot to fame when he performed the country's first open-heart surgery. He was so well-respected that our president appointed him his official health advisor. It made no sense. Why would he own a bar or sell drugs when he was already filthy rich? The next morning, tired beyond belief, Salamisha and I paid him a visit. Chokbank would have enjoyed meeting the doctor, but of course I'd called him sick. Thank you for seeing us at such short notice, Dr. Kamkuta. I'm Detective Salamisha and this is my partner, Detective Kalumba. Partner? A lucky man indeed. Naturally, I'm very curious about why you wanted to see me. You must be very busy, so I suggest we dispense with pleasantries and get straight to the point. What can I do for you, detectives? Doctor, do you know a bar called The Lounge? Yes, I know it, because it belongs to my brother. What happened there? Did somebody break in? We'll ask the questions if that's okay. Why are the license entitled deed in your name? <sighs> Every family has a black sheep. Ours is my younger brother. He did everything wrong. Dropped out of high school, got involved in petty crime. Then later on, things got much worse. And what is this much worse? Drugs. And what they made him do. He started robbing shops, then banks. During one robbery, he was shot. But fortunately for him, he didn't die. Instead, he was arrested. I'm telling you this in strictest confidence, detectives. It mustn't come out. We can't make any promises, I'm afraid. Especially if it means denying people justice. But you must ask yourselves, is justice for the living or for the dead? If your justice is for the living, then what I'm about to tell you absolutely cannot come out. It will do us all more harm than good. Just tell us what you know. We promise we'll work something out that will satisfy both the living and the dead. <sighs> all his life, my brother wanted to own a bar. I wanted to become a surgeon. He wanted to own a bar. We all have our dreams, right? But of course, with this record, he couldn't get a license. Oh, come on. With your money, you could easily buy him a license. Listen, when I did the open heart surgery, the president asked me to be his personal doctor. It was good for the country, he said. Show the world that in our country, politicians didn't have to go to America or Europe for treatment. Said it would make Ketago citizens believe in their country and president. I didn't want to do it. Why not? I'd worked hard. Years and years of 15, sometimes 48-hour days. I had made myself into the man I'd become. Do you understand? I was my own God. And he, he wanted it all for himself. For it to be all about him. I'm no longer the Dr. Kamkuta. I'm the president's personal physician. Now do you understand? Okay, go on. The next day, I got a visit from one of his goons, straight out of the Godfather. He said he had an offer I couldn't refuse. Either I worked for the president or my brother would go to jail for life. At that point, I realized I had no choice. I should just try to get the best deal possible. I asked to be paid very well, to be allowed to continue my private practice and for my brother's criminal record to be arrested. I was told I'd be paid well, but my brother's record couldn't be wiped. That's how blackmail works. 
They kept it there as leverage. So I did the next best thing. I opened the lounge for him in my own name. And now he's ruined it all again, hasn't he? What has he done this time? Where can we find your brother? I'll give you the address. His name is Malinya. Here is his home address. Thank you, Dr. Kamkuta. We'll see ourselves out. Salamisha, shall we pick up Chokbank and go and see the brother? I hope Chokbank's awake. We'll need him in case things get heavy. What will the detectives find when they visit Dr. Kamkuta's brother Malinya? Join us next time to find out. In the meantime, you can visit our website dw.com slash crimefighters and feel free to comment on our Facebook page. Bye bye for now. <laughs>